Yeah, not bad. Zach's blowing out a candle, ready, ready to ready to start the podcast. Yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That was that was a really lively and entertaining intro intro. So thank you, you two. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I thought it went pretty oh. well. Well thank you. <laughs> I, you know. It could have been so much worse, Alex, and you know it. Appreciate what you've got. <laughs> exactly. I do. I do. I appreciate the pair of you. And um, <laughs> so this week on Dealer's Choice, it was my pick for uh, our Spooktober special. Spooktober. Uh, cue the sound music. Ooh. Ooh Spooktober. Why are you guys Very... doing that? It's, it's August. Calm down. <laughs> we're, we're recording. It's, pre- it's planning ahead, Zach. <laughs> I don't even know what order these are going to come out in. We might have seen my movie, we might not have. We might have seen yours. Exactly. This might be the Christmas special. Who knows? It's crazy. Time is relative. Time is all relative. Yep, and days just blend into another in lockdown. You just have no concept of time anymore. It's in just lockdown, like, oh. no one can hear you I scream. I've got to say, it's the weirdest yeah. had in a long time. It's just not. Um, and so, Morgan, thanks for that nice little segue, which Zach didn't pick up on, but I'm going to pick <laughs> up on now. Uh, the film that I picked this time around <laughs> was Scream, the 1996 Wes Craven film, starring uh, Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. Amongst others. Uh, amongst others, but yeah, that were the, the big three. Yeah, no, they weren't just, they weren't the only three. It wasn't just those three shoved into a room, <laughs> Zach, and it's just like, Scream for us. Uh, no, that's not what this film's about. Uh, so to start off with, who wants to uh, give us a little rundown of what the film is about? Go for it, Morgan. Oh, I guess it's my turn. So, um, quiet country bumpkin town, uh, kind of like a cold open, I guess, with like a school, uh, this high school teenager lady woman, uh, all the descriptors. She's just in her home, going to watch a scary movie, and then she gets a phone call and there's this whole scene that ensues, and it's like, oh, she's being terrorized by Ghostface. She gets murdered, her boyfriend gets murdered, and this starts off like a chain of murders and killings in this quiet country town, and it may or may not be linked to the murder of the main uh, character's mother a year ago. And yeah, I, I think that's a pretty sh- decent summation. I don't know. I think so. Oh, yeah, and I it's also, so. it plays, it kind of is a bit meta, and I don't know that it fully plays with tropes but it, it, it acknowledges tropes and mm. and uh kind of has is a bit of ton- tongue in cheek with them but i think like compared to like some more modern movies like cabin in the woods it doesn't play with them to to a certain level but it does kind of acknowledge them and uh tongue in cheek in a tongue in cheek way i think i, I think yeah. it does like a, I, I quite liked it because it does a little more than that it acknowledges them but then it also tries to put something interesting like do an interesting spin on them but not in a way that's like really artsy fartsy. It just is like, hey, this is a fun horror movie, but this is something fun now that you might not have seen. Or this is the trope, but he- here's how the trope's not going to play out. It's it's really good. I, I really liked it. wasn't It wasn't exactly refreshing, but it was very close to refreshing, which is very good. <laughs> very close. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure and that's it was refreshing we, uh, in when it came out. Maybe I don't in know. 1996. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was two years yeah. old. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to the cinema to see this guys. I was oh, wow. to, no, I didn't. Uh, no. <laughs> so I so this is actually a pretty like well known movie, but I personally hadn't seen it until now. I just I assume Alex yeah, has I seen it. Um, I I have I knew about it. I knew the twist for some reason, but I'd never seen the movie. I don't, I don't know how I knew what like what was going to happen at the end, but I still really enjoyed a lot of it. I had no idea about the main characters. I had no idea about almost any of the characters. Dewey, what a legend. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I yeah, it was really really good. It puts so much effort into making characters characters. Uh, you just don't get that from horror movies very often, and right. I, it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like even the start with Drew Barrymore, um, she does such a great job. Uh, I think she was what really made that first scene genuinely uh, not scary, but like you felt anticipation, yeah. or I felt anticipation for her because she does such a really good job of just being like a. Genuine country gal. Yeah, that scene's iconic. That's the only part of this. I've seen that whole scene before, but never the movie, but I have seen that whole scene before. I think like maybe in one of my film studies classes, although I know one of my friends mm. made me watch it one time. They're like, this is like a pretty cool way to open a movie. But yeah, uh, so I was familiar with that, but it was still like watching it again was like, oh, this is very, very good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you both liked it. Um, the reason... Oh, wow. Hang on. 
<laughs> we didn't say that, Alex. <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> you found some joy in it. Uh, I'm glad I you found some joy and overall enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to say best film that we've watched this year, but, you oh, know. No. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's up there. Um, uh, now I wanted I wanted a film that wasn't too wasn't too um, what am I looking for? wasn't too didn't take itself too seriously. I liked the meta aspects of it. Uh, it's an iconic film. I didn't know if you guys had seen it, and it's often credited for sort of revitalizing the slasher genre, which by the early '90s it was pretty much dead. It was this sort of very you know C D movie thing and you have wes craven who directed nightmare on elm street Mm. doing this film and sort of taking the mickey out of it and elevating what the genre could be um i'm not going to say it's the first horror film to do that sort of meta type thing but it certainly pointed out the flaws and tried to present a blueprint for future slasher films going forward so it sort of sits in the horror film sort of history if you will you picked it on a topical week as well, because I'm pretty sure this is the same week that Courtney Cox announced she'd be coming back for Scream 5. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that kind of piqued Alex's interest in the movie, but very topical. Well, listen, I'm all about the topicalness uh, and <laughs> because, you know, we film oh, in August constantly. and we're releasing it in October. So I'm, I'm really topical. Uh, <laughs> on the yeah, pulse. Say, well, how dare you date this recording? <laughs> we were so, we had tricked everyone. We'd really been bang on. You with, literally like, said everything. August like five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, thank you for showing it, Alex. I, I can tell you, uh, you're very passionate about this movie, and I can tell. Yeah, I listen. I liked it, and the sequel's pretty good as well. It plays with the idea of horror movie Which one? sequels. Two, but is three and four, <laughs> three and four good? Three, not so much. Four's a bit better. So it sort of goes. Yeah, Scream's really good. <laughs> the sequel's pretty good. Three and uh, no, and then four, it sort of peaks again. Nice. But what about Scream Prometheus? Is that good? No, we don't talk about Scream Prometheus because uh, it doesn't exist. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. I'm like, is this like an a, a jab at Alien or is this an actual okay, movie yeah. that I'd never heard of? Oh, God, if no, only, like, it doesn't exist. The problems with Scream and Scream Prometheus, eh, Alex? Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But, but, um, but going by that, shouldn't if we're using the Alien uh, mantra, shouldn't the second one be called Screams? And then... Yes, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Screams, Scream Cubed, uh, Scream Scream Resurrection. Oh my god. I think it was Scream 3. I was like looking, I was reading the, because I haven't seen any of them, but I was reading the, uh, uh, what's the, when like a description, the plot or the, on IMDb. And I think Mm, it's Scream 3. I was like, this is insanely meta because it's them visiting the set of Stab 3, the movie based on the first the original. Yeah, the first I was like, film. oh my God, this is like so many levels at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets quite meta. Uh, <laughs> I think the first one's a little bit more subtle than that though. So. Yes. Well, and the second one, I was reading some trivia around this film after I picked it to justify my pick to myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to justify it to us, just yourself. Just to myself. And I was reading some of the trivia and Scream was such a big success that it was the highest grossing horror film until 2018's Halloween. Ooh, that's an interesting Interesting. Yeah, and it was such a success that Scream 2, when that was released, both Tomorrow Never Dies and Titanic had to move their release date because they didn't want to compete with Scream 2. (laughs) That's wild to think about from a 2020 (laughs) perspective. I love Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, So much. It's so good. I was like, choice justified, Alex. Uh, You did good. Um, Mr. Cameron, Mr. Cameron, look, um, I'm so sorry. I'm so we're just going to have to push it back. I know, but Scream 2 is coming. <laughs> Scream 2 yes. is coming. Yeah. Yes. We know Titanic. It was a lot of effort. We understand. But Highest grossing film for a long time, but, you know, that's right. Bill. Just push it back a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> that's why. Got to make that bucks. Uh, you know, and if it was in direct competition with Scream, would it have been the highest grossing film of all time? I don't know. So, Jim say. Cameron, uh, you know, yeah. owes it all to Scream. You uh, placed <laughs> Scream's coming for you, mate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did we want to do uh, some positives and negatives of uh, yes, Scream? Yes, yes. Who wants One to go first? Two start. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Zach, go uh, first. I have nothing to say about this movie. Nothing at all. <laughs> uh, I think the acting is actually really good. Everyone seems to be taking it quite seriously. It, it, like Especially the bits where they're t- poking fun of stuff. Everyone seems to be know exactly what tone to use. It's really good. 
to one positive. Uh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> We're doing positives first, Alex. It's my turn now. Oh, Come okay. On. Sorry. I, I thought, was waiting I thought... for someone else to go. <laughs> this is how it works, Alex. I know it's been a while. This is how it works. It has been a while. I was just expecting Zach to start <laughs> with a negative, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, positive for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed like the way, like even in 2020, I enjoyed the way it played with the tropes and the, the hmm. scaffolding or structure and the... A lot of foreshadowing as well. Like it's like, oh, why didn't they just go out the front door? And then she tries to, and she has to run up the stairs anyway. Like it's, it tries oh, yeah. to. It's like good it, about that. they were really good about. That. It g- genuinely seemed like they put thought into it. Like like the rules were very consistent. Like if the murderers did something in order to avoid the police, for example, they would face consequences for their actions. But they dealt mm. with those. Uh, they dealt with the consequences of their actions pretty well. It didn't just make them invincible, which I, man, I always appreciate that. I always appreciate when a monster can be, or a killer can be like fought off because Mm. then it's a bit scarier because it's almost real. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing in this movie. I was like, like normally like, oh, I don't, wouldn't want to be in this situation. But in this one, I'm like, oh, how would I get out of this situation? Because it is possible. Like there's a one moment without getting too much into spoilers in the garage where she's like throwing beers and like, and it's like, it's actually hurting him. He's grunting Mm. and like, she's almost able to escape. She just doesn't quite do it the right way it's it's like oh i could have if i had the beers i probably could have got out of there as well like it's it's like it's not unfeasible like you understand like oh they can be hurt it's just unfortunate that they kind of never are properly (laughs) (laughs) most every person seems to have a chance but it's just not enough yeah um the other positive for me is again like zach mentioned performance uh specifically might get into this bit more later but i know i was speaking to alana about it um matthew lillard is mm. he's an extremely so underrated I, I see a lot of posts every now and then like like people like oh we always talk about range but we never talk about matthew lillard and it's like when it comes to acting like range is a big thing that not a lot of people mm. talk about and like then you look at like matthew lillard and like his range is kind of like all over the place but like i always enjoy everything he does so yeah that's no, a big thing like in um a lot of the reddit niche communities is like people are like yeah matthew lillard needs more appreciation for his range but we might <laughs> we'll see how that goes uh, yeah, stuff Matthew Lillard. I think he's fine. I don't think he has a particularly insane range. Like the things that I know him from is this Scooby Doo and the latest season of Twin Peaks, and he's pretty good in the latest season of Twin Peaks. But it's not. There's like... a, he's in a bunch of '90s movies that are just like there's this, and there's a couple others where it's just like, whoa, what is he? He's oh, yeah. doing some crazy shit. He, he, he is pretty good in Hackers. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in Hackers. <laughs> All right, Alex, you're positive, and then you kick us off with your negative as well. Uh... I, also, I just want to shout out some of the humour in this film as well. So, yes, it's a slasher film, and yes, there's, you know, real stakes for the characters, but there's some lines in there that, uh, you know, I found quite amusing watching another time, like, um, your principal loves you over the loudspeaker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Certain that, things that like that, you know. It's this black, uh-huh. it's sort of this black humour, but, uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed the humour aspect of it. Uh, my negative... I don't know. It's it's tough to find a negative. I think for me, because because uh, it's 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 my film and I picked it. And uh, no, no. So I think, hmm. I don't know. I hadn't I didn't come prepared with a negative uh, to be honest with you. Uh, let me. Or think. maybe well, should we pass to the king of the negative? Yeah, Zach, please. And see yeah, what Zach, he has to uh, say. Crown. Pass when. the crown. <laughs> when did I become so synonymous? No. Uh, um, let me see. I would say it's it's probably hard to find a negative just because like you could say maybe the camera works not the greatest but it it is so good within its genre it's one of those genre movies that really really nails exactly what it should nail um plot wise they kill a lot of people yeah they kill a lot of people and it never seems to escalate beyond like town sheriff especially when people start throwing around like cult fantasy and shit like that Maybe it's because it's the 90s and it's before, like, certain events, such as, I don't really want to go super dark, but, like, Columbine and it was before, yeah. where, where people started, like, you know, panicking quite a lot. So maybe that's why they didn't immediately call in the FBI when, like, seven people are dead. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I, I, I can understand why Norris is having trouble finding a negative here, because you could say, oh, no, actually, I do have one. The, the main killer guy. <laughs> He just does not even try to hide it from the start. He acts like a goddamn psychopath through the entire movie. <laughs> he's just he's just like this dead-eyed freak. And he's talking to the, the girl who's got like genuine trauma issues. 
um, about how her mother's dead and she should get over it. And you're like, man, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, it's fucked. Uh, but it's like it's fine and believable within the movie. Yeah, I think it that's, it's it's meant to be part of it because it's like he was the initial suspect, and you're like, oh, maybe it wasn't him. And then he gets let off. It's like, see, it wasn't. But then he's going around acting like a maniac, and you're never quite sure. You're like, oh, maybe it is him. He does seem pretty crazy. But then there's that they throw you off enough, and then then the they twist do. when we get into it is kind of like, oh, that explains it. But we might get into that in a bit. But yeah, he's so insane like the, in the video shop like the first moment where he like, turns around and that video the video store guy my favorite character by the way randy oh yeah randy yes for <laughs> um, sure he's going like there's a formula to this shit and they're like you could be the killer he's like hey i'm the first to admit i'm in a movie i'm probably the killer yeah <laughs> um i don't know a lot of the dialogue seemed pretty believable a lot of it like teenagers not really taking murders seriously is not i don't think it's super new but Oh yeah, no. I don't know how it would play now. Maybe, maybe specifically that was a '90s thing. I don't know. But if someone at your high school gets killed now, it is probably taken a bit more seriously. I'm not sure. Or maybe this movie got that tone completely wrong. No idea. No idea. Oh, it's like um, a certain character dies, and they're referred to them being hung from the goalposts at the school, and a whole bunch of them are like, "Oh, let's go see that. Let's go check that out." I, I. I sort of get what you mean about whether today that would be the reaction that you would get. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but still, as, as I say that, didn't really come off as a problem. It was no. just like part of the movie. It's just part of the the the, the cohesiveness of the, the the story, and it works just fine, to my mind. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, my negatives are pretty similar, like Zach's first point. Like I was, when I was watching it, I thought of like a comparison, but I've forgotten what my comparison was, but like the idea of like, there's this town and it's like people, like, I feel like I've seen like more accurate representations with the towns are like harassing the show. Like our kids are getting murdered. What are you doing about it? Holding them yeah. accountable. And there is that, like, there's that distinct lack of accountability. Everyone's just kind of like, well, people are getting murdered. They'll sort it out. Whereas like yeah. there was a specific movie I was thinking of, but I couldn't <laughs> think of it. But it's like, like normally like the parents would be like, our kids are getting like, you need to do something. And it's just not that's lacking. It's like this is a small town that Dude, would be the there. Thank <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Um, oh. I will say uh, I also drew comparisons with there is literally a murderer on the on the loose in this town, and uh, they get to stay out. Their curfew was one hour later than ours, which is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> I was thinking they they their curfew starts at nine, and our current curfew that we're under starts at eight. And I was like, we don't have a murderer running around. What the this is this is a bit interesting. <laughs> Just a bit of comparison there for you. It hit too real when they closed the door, the shop shut and it said closed for curfew. I was like, this is getting too real. But uh, <laughs> that was just a, a personal negative. Nothing against the movie, just more against the, how, I'm, how we're currently, the situation we're living under. Um, no, I can't really think of any other. Like, it's just, I feel like. There's hints throughout, and this is kind of, I'm going to dodge around this without spoiling anything. There's like hints. At, around it but then like i feel like in the final scene the characters kind of go up a notch in crazy a little bit like yeah i liked it I, I loved it i just and i get there's hints at it but yeah i was yeah. just like oh i wasn't expecting it to be this and then like there's one matthew lewis character who's just like like some girl gold in there it's like i just i'm really sensitive I, i'm really sensitive to peer pressure <laughs> and all this shit while he's like i'm i'm still skirting around but he's clearly dying and he's just like i'm just dying he's like my parents are gonna be so angry like i'm sensitive <laughs> and i really enjoyed that like moment but yeah I, I don't know it's really hard to find like proper negatives just a couple of small things uh, i've got a proper negative oh uh, here we go oh. oh here we go i was waiting uh i i think i should I don't know if I have. I don't know that we've watched watched many '90s movies, but I definitely will attempt to make this mention every time. I hate '90s fashion. I think it should die. I think it's terrible, <laughs> and I need to bring that up. This movie has '90s fashion, and that's a negative. Well, it was made in the '90s. <laughs> yeah. no, that's not, hey, that's not an excuse. It's a product of its time. <laughs> it's not an excuse. <laughs> like, do you imagine how much money it would cost to make a period film in the '90s today? Like, look at all those details that they got right. So you just have to go to the garbage heap. And just pull all the garbage out, and just be like that was the nineties fashion done. <laughs> oh, that was actually another thing. She so she gets attacked by the killer, right? And then they're like, you know what? The safest place for you is school, and she goes to school the next day. I wouldn't be going to school. I'd be like, great, ex- I got attacked last night. I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna chill yeah. out. 
And then there are people pretending, uh, like dressing up as the killer and running the through the high school. And you think these days that's instant arrest. That's just like you yes. know, are in jail. <laughs> and maybe it would have been the same back then, but maybe just in the movie scape, it doesn't doesn't play out like that. But damn, it was interesting to watch that and just go, you that is like if if again if we were in high school and someone did that to someone who had recently survived an attack from a serial killer. Everyone would hate them to my mind. Everyone would be like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> I think there's oh. just like this whole thing of like the kids not understanding the death of their friends until it like starts yeah. to get a bit too real for them, I guess. An element of sheltered country life where they're just like, oh, no, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, like not too many, you know, some good, just, and then just good plot devices. Like one of the things I really like is the 30 second delay on the camera when they plant the camera in the house. And that yes. kind of gives some good moments back and forth. That's there's some cool stuff in there like that. I don't know. I feel like we can't go much further without spoiling. So <laughs> are we at the point of spoilers? The I point think of we no are. Return? I think we are. Yes. Uh, just, would you recommend this film before we dive into spoilers for others to see? Yeah. It's fun. Is it on any platform that we can like, is it Stan. on? Yeah. Stan. Stan. There you go. So I, I think it's a pretty fun, especially just chuck it on and watch it. It's, it's a, quite a fun movie to watch. It really is. Hmm. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. I recommend it. Uh, yeah, I think if if you're a bit tired of horrors or thrillers, this has enough in there to keep it a little bit fresh, even though it's from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's just a, it's something people always talk about, so it's good to now. Like, I can talk about it with people who hadn't seen it up until now. And like, there's a... <laughs> Alex said, like, this was a really, really well-known movie, really, really famous for the time. But maybe people our, our age, we probably missed, like, I, I I definitely missed that boat. I think Alex, mm. you watched it because of school, uh, uni potentially, but... Oh, well, no, it was actually mum and dad, so oh, uh, yeah. they were like... It's just his yeah. questionable childhood. Let's not get into it. Yeah, we won't, we won't go there. <laughs> we all know Alex had a rough upbringing. Alex, have you been no, Dexter? not at all. Alex, are you a Dexter? Is yeah, that that's what... right. Uh, my dark passenger is these dark films. Uh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> just this catalogue that I have in a backpack. It's my dark passenger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd chuck this on. It's on stand. It's, it's worth a night's watch. It's good. The um the other three sequels are also on stand. Yes, they're all so there. They're all there. Along with uh, a bunch of Final Destinations. It all comes up after you watch it. Like, you should check these out if you like this movie. <laughs> Yeah, and if you've seen the film Scary Movie, it does rip off this film. Yeah, because there's a character called Doofy, which is based on Dewey, right? It's like a dumb yeah. sheriff. To, yeah. I haven't seen I think I've seen bits of it, but I haven't seen Scary Movie properly. Uh, on the subject of things that have not aged well, Scary Movie. Ooh, do not watch those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Epic Movie, though. That movie holds up. <laughs> <laughs> it's got epic in the title. Uh, like... <laughs> And what is that? There's like the starving games and shit, like these weird. Do they make parody films like that anymore? Like that was a very distinct early two thousands thing, right? They still make them. Oh my god, do they? They make just enough money to keep making them. Yep. Oof, okay. I ne- I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. So. <laughs> I I definitely had a period of time where I enjoyed it, and that's past. <laughs> You've grown up, Zach, which is good. Uh, He's older, wiser. More, in, more negative. And now do, yeah, and now does a podcast where he just rants about movies. So, you know, <laughs> all is good now. <laughs> so, speaking of movies, and we're in the spoiler part, I mm-hmm. so there's the twist at the end. I turned to Alana halfway through, because, like, I haven't seen these movies, but I'm, like, like tangentially aware of them, like, because they're in the public consciousness. And I was like, this isn't the one where there's two, right? Like, that's the second one, there's two killers, and then this one has one killer, and she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't really remember, I haven't been a while, and I'm like, pretty sure that's right and it got to the end i'm like oh no that was this one where there's two killers okay great and then i'm like don't know what's in the second one then but yeah that's uh, the spoiler yeah yeah that that's a pretty big spoiler straight off the bat there morgan uh no it was yeah it's and then you think back and you look back at the film and it makes sense that there's two of them like particularly that opening scene yeah. with drew barrymore you know the idea of i'm on your patio and i'll come in from this door and yeah. that door and i'll circle yeah, around the house from at the back and if you know yeah. there's two killers like well yeah that's that's a good that's a good thing to do because if she chooses one you go oh yeah you're correct you've just got another yeah you're at both doors anyway it doesn't yeah. matter that's also that's like right, the moment yeah. where like the entire time you're like oh it's just so it's like man they they, they almost get away every time like it's it's a shame like they, they, if they'd done this instead but it's like no really like either way if there was two it's actually a lot harder to get away they were probably going to get killed anyway like it kind of like mm. diminishes that like oh 
fuck, there was two. They were probably, yeah, like it's harder to get away from that because like they're at one door, yep. they're at the other door. It also makes sense why they go after our main character like pretty much immediately after Casey gets killed. Yes. Because they go after her not to kill her, but so that she can vouch for the fact that her boyfriend is not the killer. So that when That's right. I attack her again, yes. Yeah. So that that makes sense. It's 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 like all quite smart for a couple psychopaths, a couple young psychopaths. It's a good it's a good movie. I like it. <laughs> and you I, are right about um Skeet Ulrich's character, uh, Billy Loomis, and that he is this sort of dark, brooding, psychopathic type character. And he he almost, like, I think he plays, like, the actor does a really good job with it, but I I don't know if the director was just like, just act like a psychopath. It definitely seems like that at certain points Mm. he's talking to his girlfriend, and he's just like, your mum's dead, get over it, we should have sex. It's been a year, like, get over it. Uh, Like, Like, that's, that's, like, obviously it's a conversation some people have had because some people are assholes, but damn, you are, like, in the territory where she thinks you're a serial killer and you are just pushing that envelope, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as Morgan said, I think they do enough to throw you off Billy. The idea that he was arrested and there was another attack after while he yeah. was in custody and they, yeah. But then, and they're it like, does dismantle that. They're like, oh, they, they plant the seed and then, like, it starts to slowly unravel. And then, but when she starts to think again, you're like, yeah, maybe he is. And then it's like, what's the one thing I can do to prove to you? And it's like, well, die. And then yeah. it's like, she, he gets attacked. And it's like, okay, well then. But then that also is a throwing off the scent. It's, it's cleverly done. It is very cleverly done. It is, yes. And just a little shout out here, because, you know, I'm just a trivia nerd. Uh, Billy Loomis, the surname Loomis is the name of the doctor in the original Halloween. Ah. Dr. A, Loomis. There's a lot of so Easter eggs possible. in this movie. Did you catch there the is. one with the janitor? Where he's yes. he looks out in the hallway and the yeah. janitor's dressed as Freddy and it's like, dumb. Are you okay? It's like not now Fred. <laughs> he goes and like, oh. <laughs> like perfect delivery by Henry Winkler and just like a nice little quick moment that just uh carries on by. But apparently there's a lot more. Like I was saying like some people were saying there's heaps in there, but I only caught a couple, I think. But that's always cool when you can neatly like that one was like very overt, but still like didn't ruin the movie too much. No, <laughs> no, no, it was good. Yeah. What how do we like it's it is a twist film with that twist ending. Do we like the twist? Do we think it works? Or I think it's fine. Like, maybe it's definitely because I knew that there were two killers and I, I knew who they were before going in. But I think this movie works despite it. Like, I had the most fun just finding out how they killed people and and who they went after and how they were going to disguise their crime. I, that was the movie for me. It wasn't about the twist. It was more about like how how their plan was going to play out. And I, I liked that a lot more than the twist. Yeah, but. I'm just thinking about it. If this was a night, if you were in the nineties and you watched this for the first time, you'd never seen a movie like this. That would have been a, a major, major part about it that made it great mm. was the twist. Um, so I don't know. As, as someone who knew the twist, I think this movie works despite it, which is pretty excellent. That's that's something you can't really say for a, a fair few movies. Like some of them just solely rely on their twist, but yeah. this one works definitely in spite. The twist kind of like clicks everything into place. You're like, oh, I don't know. and then the yeah. twist happens. You're like, oh, it all makes sense. It doesn't feel like, oh, that that twist is just for twist's sake. It like it's like, oh, it makes everything make sense. But I will say, like, they seem very smart right up until like they kind of like at the end they get too like in their own head and they're like kind of celebrating and they're like stabbing each other and that this is kind of like when they're like they're like where's the where's the gun? Oh, I've got the gun and they're like oh deal with that and they're like. Oh no, she's gone. Like they kind of like get a bit like dopey towards the end. They're like, "Oh shit, yes. we've we've lost. We've, we've kind of let our well, slip a bit here." That that that's even better because, like, to my mind, that made sense because it's like just a blood loss thing. Yeah, like they are so beaten and battered. Like they're, they're they're super well thought out up until the point where they have to be incredibly injured for their plan to work. And I like that. Again, they face consequences for their actions that they have to take to avoid capture. It's yeah. really good. And there's like. Consistent- Rules. And I really like the idea that like when they're finally together in the end and they do have to like stab each other, there is like this moment, like there is this tension between them. Like they don't fully trust the other one's going to like not kill. Like, yeah. like they're both kind of like on the same level, like they've been killing everyone, but this is like a moment where they're both kind of like stabbing each other. And there's like this tension between them. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to like one of them's going to turn on the other, but like, I think they're both aware that the other might like it, the characters are. Mm. And I'm like, I don't think they are, but like, you can tell there is this tension between them and they're both like stabbing and they're kind of like, 
But also, like, why didn't they kill her first? That's my main thing. It's like, they're, they're like, all right, we're going to stab each other and to, to implicate, and then we're going to kill you. It's like, kill her first, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. And that just that, that line like, delivery. Oh, double tap. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. That zombie land, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but the idea that line delivery from Matthew Lillard, uh, you know, you cut me too deep, man. I'm going all woozy. Uh, I might be dying here. (laughs) That's real good. (laughs) But yes, the double tap, that was probably the one moment where it was just a little bit too meta for me. The idea, was, like, this is the moment. This is the moment where the killer jumps out for one. It was final very scare. cheesy as well because he kind of goes, like a jump, like, like yeah. weirdly, like, fake. But it was funny. But it was, it was funny. But it was probably the one moment where I was like, eh, <laughs> a little bit too much. Would it have been better if, like, this is the moment where he does like, and they'll kind of like wait there too long, and then nothing happens? They're like, oh, okay, it's not like I'm, <laughs> I don't know. It, it. I don't know how much it would make sense, but it, it could. <laughs> You could have done something like the video shop guy just shot him, and they're like, "Why did you shoot him?" Because the killer always comes back. <laughs> like you know, he always gets up. You got to make sure he's dead. But then he'd have been arrested for whatever. But uh, it, it's it's oh, legal enjoyable. Who <laughs> <laughs> cares? Um. Oh my god. Uh, I, this just came to my mind. Imagine a principal threatening two students with scissors now, <laughs> taking them into our office. It's like you fucking degenerates. You you're both expelled. You know what you deserve? You deserve to be strung up and gutted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Bloody Fonzie. Oh, it's super harsh. Speaking of the principal, that was actually Bob Weinstein's suggestion to kill the principal. So before. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't give me that look. So before the original script had the principal not dying and then there was like 42 minutes in between death scenes and they're like, no, no, we need another death scene in there. Kill the principal. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like it was out of place. Because no, like, like, as they said, there was there was some motives, but there was a lot of just like killing for the sake of killing. I, I didn't mind that. I, I quite liked that. Yeah. Because it was... It's from what I know about serial killers, which I'll be honest, is probably not much. It doesn't really make sense. Usually they'll kill for a reason, but it is good in a movie. It is a very good, like, little things as like a scary element. It's like, no, I'm just, we're just killing people, you know, for the chaos of it. We just want to make people go, why the fuck are they killing these people so that we can get away with our actual murders? It's good. Well, they even make reference to um, uh, Jason. Uh, Jason? Jason that Michael, yeah, and Michael Myers and things like that. So, like, what are the motivations for those killers in those films as well towards yep. the end? And they're like, uh, they don't really explain how Hannibal Lecter decided to eat people. They do in that disappointing Hannibal Rising, but we won't go there. When the film was released, there was no such thing as Hannibal <laughs> Rising. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, but they do, they do try and they give you sort of like a little bit of motive there of like my dad, I'm sorry, my mum left my dad because of the affair that he was having with your mum. And so there was that little bit of a I, motive yeah, there. That's something that I, I genuinely will clap the movie for, is, like, the effort and thought put into just the character backstory and, like, how her mum is, you know, it's a tragic story. Your mum was raped and then killed, and then you you learn more. And it, it, it's, like, I don't know, it's not shocking for me because I'm a grizzled old asshole, but it is a shocking <laughs> thing to learn that your mum's a bit of a slut. Or not even, she's, oh. she's happy. To sleep around. She's a bit promiscuous. That's the word. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah. Um. And and like shocking because maybe that'd destroy your perception of who your mother was. Uh. And that ties into everything around the story. It's good. It's really good because it also like she's supposed to be just like Casey. She's supposed to be just this like chipper, how howdy duty girl who's innocent and happy with everything that's happening. But you know she shows she's got she's got a bit more gumption. You know she's got some intelligence. She's got some fight to her. She's quite good. Well, even the relationship between Casey and Dewey and the old, when we're in the station, you have to call me. Uh, not, you know. not Casey's best friend. Casey's dead. Casey's, uh, you mean Harry Sydney Moore. then? No, no. I'm talking about Casey Casey at the start. She's just oh, like is that Casey? Very... Sorry, is that Drew Barrymore's character? Drew Barrymore's character. My bad, yeah. I thought it was Rose McGowan's character. I don't know. That's Tatum. Uh, do you know oh. what? It's completely fair. They're all interchangeable. They were all the plastics in this movie. It's fine. 
Um, <laughs> I apologise, yes. <laughs> but, no, even she, she, what a cool best friend. Like, mm. who actually acts like a best friend. Who's just like, hey, you're going through some shit. I'm here to protect you. I'm here to help you make sure that you're okay. You're coming over to my house, you know. I'm going to make sure you're safe. That's that's good, because sometimes you get best friends in movies who just act like complete assholes. <laughs> Speaking of complete asshole best friends, what did you guys like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking of a nice segue, weaving in the asshole comment, but uh, you just went, you just dived straight in, didn't you? Yeah, Without missing a beat. You're too much of an asshole, you can't think of it. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for showing this movie to us, Notch. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad I've actually seen it. I, I don't know if I'll go and watch the rest of them because there's so many different Scream... There's a Scream TV show that's got... No, don't, different... watch the, don't watch the TV show. <laughs> I'll probably watch the Blank second one at some point, maybe, and then stop there. Which is there. Uh, yes. Just a few little bits of um, trivia, trivia yay. before we uh, get there. Courtney Cox, who played the reporter, Gal Weathers, and uh, Dewey actually met on set and then in real life fell in love. Aww. So that's how they met. Isn't that nice? Just a little bit of a, uh, you know. Anyway, yeah, the chemistry was quite nice. I really liked that. This yeah. is that when nice. her, so this will be around the time previous, like shortly after this, when her name in Friends changes to Courtney Cox Arquette very briefly that's and right. then goes away again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so this is the film uh, that, you know, changed the opening to Friends. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going to go down in history. That's it. That's it. That's exactly how. Uh, And the other thing, Drew Barrymore being killed off in the opening minutes of the film, she was all over. She was on the poster. She was given top billing of the film. She was on all the sort of pre-advertising for the film. And then to knock her off straight away was considered quite a shock at the time, but also referenced 1960s Psycho where they killed off Janet Lee, they did the same thing with that, where she was all over the merchandise material and she was killed off fairly early on in that film as well. It also seems so, kind of in the spirit of like playing with conventions, like this is the leading lady. Psych, no, it's not. Like, kind of feels right, within yeah. the same spirit of that. I don't know. It's, she should have plot armor. At least, no, she's got no plot armor yeah. at all. And so she was probably the biggest name going into the film. Please, Hen- Henry Winkler's in this movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> But not a main character. He's not a main character. Courtney Cox Arquette in this movie, okay? It's fucking huge. Oh, come on. Drew was pretty big back in the in the day. She was, Please, wasn't she? Liv Schreiber was in this movie. He's, very, he's very briefly. The, he's in the sequel, so, uh, okay. you know, quite. Matt so Lilly. it's sort of teasing. Alex, Matt Lilly's in this movie. Huge, huge name. Yes, yes, such a huge name. <laughs> <laughs> forget uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> any more trivia for us there alex oh and just with the last little bit of trivia that i thought you quite like is that the use of caller id increased threefold after this film so the idea of you know the caller coming up on your phone uh which wasn't used quite a lot and tripled i like it teaching yeah, teaching the world a lesson that's Be right smart and with that, your phones that's right that's what cinema's there for isn't it just to teach you all lessons yeah, that's exactly, you're correct. And what have we learnt today? Nothing. Just, just nothing. I learnt that uh, you can never have sex, uh, you can't drink or do drugs, and uh, never say I'll be right back. That's what mm-hmm. I learnt today. That was a great line. I loved, I loved Matthew Lillard's delivery of I'll be right back. <laughs> that, was, that, was really, that was very good. Anyway... Thank so, you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, for showing us this movie. Well, thank very... you. I'm glad. I'm glad you found some joy in it. And uh... so, boys, we've not seen each other for a while. What reality TV shows have this you is going to be? This is going to be dense. <laughs> come on, come on. It's been a lot. Tell me what the fuck I'm missing. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Batch in Paradise is just right up there. Just so much drama, Morgan. So much drama. It's actually not very. I'm I'm hating it. It's too it's too manufactured this year. They've they've put in all these fights and everything. Like last year was much more of a nice time. You had the Jules and Alicia stuff. This year it's just like Kieran punching on being a dickhead the whole time. I'm I'm not enjoying it. But actually, that kind of ended last week, and now we're just left with the couples, which is you know. Kieran's still it's one of nice them. It's nice now. Know. Yeah. Well. 
we had the human lie detector come in. Oh, I love Steve. Steve's great. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. He was like, added a bit of oomph because I was like, oh, well, I really watch anymore. And then the human lie detector came. And then after he left, I was like, am I going to really watch it anymore? Yeah. And then the families came in. And so I watched it. And then because uh, finale uh, tonight. Now it's finale. So I might as well just finish the yeah. show. Um, <laughs> I've signed and in. The, uh, other, uh, sorry. What other? There's. Farmer Wants a Wife that's boring. I don't really want to talk about that. I haven't been watching that. No. Um, Mars Singer starts tomorrow night, but I, 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 I've signed an NDA, so I will briefly, I can only briefly talk about it, but we've been watching the live voting streams for Mars Singer previews. I, I'm not allowed to talk about it much because I had to sign an NDA, but so we've been what like we get to watch pre-performances and vote and stuff. And that's about, you can go register for that. I'm pretty sure there's links on their Instagram page. You can go do that if you want, but that I'm very hyped because I've been getting previews and I'm very excited for the new season of the Mars Singer. I am incredibly jealous, Morgan, incredibly jealous. We've got our spreadsheet up already. We've already got all our guesses going, all the clues. We know what's up. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. I already have just from the ads, I've sort of got in my head who I think a few of them are. (laughs) But we'll just see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right now that he's gone what have you been watching that's actually uh good Alex? <laughs> um what have i been watching uh i watched bad education is that the the tv show with uh jack no, Whitehall? So... Oh, well then I, yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> it was nominated for an emmy uh hugh jackman oh is in yep, it. yep 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 oh, so we, i watched we... that I just realized we haven't actually uh, been met since the Emmys have been announced. Exactly. Are you excited about your gal, uh, Sarah Snook? I am so excited. I think Sarah <laughs> Snook is incredibly talented, and it's about time that she got nominated. Uh, and four Aussies. And I was like, this is this is a pretty good contingent. Uh, you had your Hugh, you had what, Cape Blanchett, yep. you had Sarah Snook, and you had um, that comedian who did... Um, that Netflix special that everyone was talking about. Her name escapes me. It'll come back to Hannah me. Gatsby? Hannah Gatsby. Hannah okay, Gatsby. That's yeah. it. She was nominated too. Yeah. So there was the four Aussies. And I was like, yeah, there you go. So you watched Hugh's movie. Deserves a nomination, you reckon? I think the performance is pretty good. I think the film overall is just fine. But the performance is quite good. <laughs> Zach <laughs> seems like he's got some things to say there. <laughs> I, I'm just genuinely upset that you started talking about actual stuff when I left. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, Zach, if you leave, you'll just miss out on all this, you know, <laughs> good stuff. Um, Watched anything else, Alex, in the time we've been well, apart? I've started, I've started a binge free trial in the time that we've been apart. I've seen a binge. bunch of ads for binge, but I don't know what's on it. Well, yeah, exactly. So I, I tried a free trial. Bad Education was on it. Um, I've binged the first season of Big Little Lies, a show that I always wanted to watch but never got around to watching. Is that the HBO Big Little Lies? Yeah, oh, HBO. It's got um, yeah, I've seen it. It's great. I quite like that. The first season was really top notch. We'll see what happens with the second season. I love but, the uh, idea of like yeah, like country, like a weird. It's kind of got like an English vibe in like this seaside town, a murder, but then like hmm. and then like a. It's it's very oh. interesting. That's that's got Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, not Tony Collette. Um, the other one. Nicole. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Excellent both together. Just yeah. And the one from Jurassic Park. I forget her name. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern's in it, and she's amazing. She's fucking like tiger mum, but (laughs) yeah, wouldn't want to cross her. Uh, Not at all. That's a good show. I I was like engrossed because like Alana was like. This was like a year ago. I was like, let's watch this show. And I was like, yeah, I, don't, I never heard of it. And then like she turned on like the visuals, like the opening sequence with the water and shit. I'm like, whoa, oh, this yeah. is, has me. And then like, really enjoyed it. Mm, Everything I really I enjoyed it. From it seemed like it was similar. It was like, it, it, um, it wasn't like a crime show, I don't think, but it was like a similar to Broadchurch, but like an American Broadchurch. Yeah, that's what thing. I meant by yeah. like when I said it's Brit- it's very Broadchurchy, but yeah, mm. similar vibe. Broadchurch is one of the best shows they've made. Well, um, the first season, yeah. I liked the second. <laughs> no, I didn't at all. Anyway. Well, you uh, also like reality TV, so who knows? Well, no, uh, just one point about the second season of Broadchurch is that that barrister should have recused herself. She was going friggin' blind. Uh, say, sorry, I can't actually oh, act. 
like, I don't know, that really ruined it for me. I was <laughs> like, you're really disadvantaging your client. Anyway. <laughs> Funny, that's good. What else um, have you been binging, Alex? <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you see what I did there? Um, Line of Duty, which is this British uh, cop show. It's about... Um, their version of the anti-corruption task force and they look at each season at a particular corrupt act and they investigate other corrupt officers. So it's a drama written there, British drama, British cop drama. You know, you sort of get what you expect in that sort of show, but it is of a higher calibre, I think. Um, I've been going through Star Wars Rebels, nearly finished season three now. Uh, Really good show, really like it. It's bordering on I'm liking it more than Clone Wars. Ooh. I don't know how controversial that is, but I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying it quite a lot. And I've been continuing my slog through Parasite, the oh. Maxim. Uh, I'm now 16 episodes in. Fuck, that's a lot of I'm episodes. <laughs> Genuinely shocked. <laughs> I've got six to go. Oh, nearly God. there. Nearly, so nearly there. you're like getting right into sort of the... All of the the moral quandary stuff and him losing himself to the parasite and stuff. That that's pretty good stuff. But it is good I, stuff. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you've gone that far. Thank you. <laughs> I commit, and uh, once I've committed, it's you know, nothing stops me. Uh, Better come back in like three four months and find you finished. It'll be good. <laughs> 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 yes, you've only recommended it to me before the first lockdown. So, yeah, you know, exactly. that's that's fine. Hey, uh, you're doing great. You're doing yeah. great, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And that's about it for me. What have you guys been watching? Zach, what's on what's on your watch list? Got a lot. So why don't you go first, man? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um <clears throat> we're gonna smash out some TV shows first. Um watched all of the great, mentioned that last time, but finished that. Still good. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. Fucking loved it. I've been watching that too. Love oh True God, Crime. Loved it. Um, and then we got a... Alana's got Prime now, and we've been watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. So we watched bu- all of Buzz- BuzzFeed's Unsolved True Crime, and we are now watching BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural. Very quick, like <laughs> 15, 20-minute episodes. Ryan Bagara and um, Shane uh, Madej. Shane Madej. They're like... They're, amazing like it's basically like ryan super into it and shane's just like making jokes and having a having a laugh the whole time during the supernatural one specifically love i mean i'm all on the i'm like true crime train at the moment so that's good um and then the other main tv show is i binged all of umbrella academy season two um that was amazing soundtrack was off the charts i had shazam open like every episode just like oh (laughs) Because like a couple of covers in there, I'm like, man, this is I know this song, but I want to listen to the cover. So that was great. And then so movies I've watched since last we spoke. Um, so this is going back a little bit, but still I want to talk about it because it's kind of relevant at the moment in regards to Ellen. Uh, I watched Late Night with uh, Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind, it was I think it was a Mindy Kaling passion project. Like she wrote it and stuff. And then Emma Thompson was kind of like she read it and was like, oh, I'll come and do this for like super cheap. Very interesting story and like, yeah, kind of cool movie. It's I wouldn't call it great, but I really I enjoyed watching it. And like when you look at like all the Ellen controversy going on now, and you see mm. like Emma Thompson when she's being a shithead to all her writers and stuff, it's like, oh, this is like, because it came out like last year. But I'm like, this is suddenly very relevant now. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, rewatched Rocket Man because I don't know why. Yep. Um, and then I watched the new Andy Samberg movie called Palm Springs, which is uh, in the genre, because it's a genre now of Groundhog Day movies. Uh, yes, um, yes. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Will probably be in my top 10 of this year. Considering that, and that's a lot. That's saying something about the year, but also like <laughs> I listened to another podcast and they do they did a episode on Lonely Island and they and they pretty much summed up my thoughts. Like this is like, it's, it's ten- It's not like a full Lonely Island movie, like say Pop Star, but it is like their producers and and he's in it, and this is like one of their best works, and it's probably like one of the first movies that their movies don't tend to make their money back, and this one might actually mm-hmm. do that and be very good. But just love Andy Samberg, and I found this movie to be very enjoyable. It kind of does something. It kind of does something a bit different with Groundhog Day. Like you kind of come in, and he's been doing it already for a while. It's it's good, um, and then so there's a bit of a theme with these next ones. Going on, I've been watching a couple of like uh, mystery treasure hunter movies. So rewatched both National Treasures, and yesterday watched. I'd never seen the Da Vinci Code. Watched the Da Vinci Code, 
And then I'm probably going to try and watch the uh, Angels and Demons and Inferno, I think they are. Yes. Yeah. And then that, those are the only ones are the ones worth noting. So that's all I've been watching. <laughs> that's good. What did you think of Dimitri Code rewatch? Uh, so I had never watched it before. Oh, you hadn't? Okay. No. And it was, I thought it was interesting. Um, I like the idea, like, and I know like the church, but I was like, oh yeah, why, why have people never done like conspiracy theories, like movies, like Nicolas Cage style stuff about like the church and like weird like stuff. And then it's like, oh, probably because the church stops them and they get a lot of hate from it from what I remember about when the books and the movies came out. But I like I thought it was interesting because, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I know all about the church. <laughs> I went to a Catholic high school and shit. And then there's these people <laughs> like, but what if this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what if Jesus did fuck? Great premise for a movie. <laughs> that's what the premise for that movie is. Like, what if Jesus fucked? Like, that's the premise of that movie. <laughs> what if Pretty Jesus much. got around? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, as far as, like, solving and movies go it was pretty good i feel like it started a bit slower and then it got into it but you know first movie in a series we'll see what happens yeah the reason okay. I, the reason i kind of watched that was tom tom cruise is pretty good but tom, tom, tom hanks, tom tom hanks. hanks. Sorry. my god <laughs> tom is like entertaining and pretty, pretty yeah i also really like tom hanks so i was like yeah this is this is on board, board for some hanks so and it's so, ian as well yeah ian oh, is yeah. in it yeah ian's great um sir ian's great sir uh Yes. That, uh, that is we're gonna, any, is that where we're list, drawing you, the line in the sand like, there? <laughs> 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 we were, on this podcast, we refer to him as Sir Ian McKellen. That's right. We're, draw, uh, we're drawing that title. line, all right. The Queen's given him the title, respect. <laughs> um, is there anything in there that you recommend to people? Um, you know, uh, there's a lot, like Umbrella Academy Season 2 for a TV show. Very good. And like, honestly, like for a movie, if you do get a chance to see Palm Springs, check it out. It's very enjoyable. And I think I'm ho- I-, I want it to make its money back. I think it's about time they kind of got like a bit more respect for their creativity because a lot of their movies become cult hits after the fact. Yeah. So it'd be nice if this movie kind of like did well. But it is also like only available on streaming, so they're not going to make budget back from cinemas. So go check it out. Um, it sucks because those Lonely Island guys, if they'd been around in the '80s, they would be like Bill Murray famous. I think very much so. But because of just like the way movies work these days, people don't really want to go see comedies anymore. So it's just unfortunate. Sucks. Because yeah, I think you're right. They deserve a lot more credit for the shit they put out. Nourish anything in your list that you want to tell people to go watch? Oh, you just everything I say is gold. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no um, <laughs> I I don't know if I'd recommend Bad Education that I watch, but I certainly would recommend Big Little Lies. Uh, just if you haven't seen it. Go see it. Really top quality show. And uh, I'm, you know, making my way through Rebels. So I'm enjoying that Star Wars Rebels. I'm really enjoying that. So you know, what's I recommend Resistance that. next? Yeah, I think just finished the trifecta. It's the yeah, weakest I, one, but you know. Yeah, I've heard that it's the weakest one, but you know, talk about end with a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> see how we go. Zach, what have you been right, watching? Zach, Come you've on. been keeping us waiting. You're, you're teasing yeah. us. What oh, have you been God, watching? Look. I don't know that I, I've been trying to find everything that I've been watching, but a lot of the stuff I've been doing is just rewatching stuff. So I went back and watched all of Mindhunter again because top quality. Yep, Peaky Blinders I'm going through because that's like, that's that's something that I consider to just be like top quality trashy. It's fantastic. Did you get like a little it's bit of a moment when they, because they there. used red right hand twice in Scream and I yes, was like, am yes, I watching yeah, Peaky Blinders? Like 100%. <laughs> 100%. The soundtrack of Scream, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, me and Alex have talked about this, but I watched Rake, which is a really, really good Australian show. First two seasons are fantastic TV. Just brilliant TV. Third and fourth seasons start getting insane, and Weird. the fourth yeah. season is almost like kind of like, okay, this is too far. Well, pretty much all pretty much gets too far. First season is is watchable, but first two seasons top top quality. It's on Netflix. I would recommend anyone who has any uh, like love of Australian TV, give it a crack. It's very good. Um, but the uh, I rewatched like Disenchantment. I've been still going through Star Trek: The Next Generation. Watched this movie called The State of Play, which is like a two thousand movie with uh, Ben Affleck and who's the other one? Ben Affleck and Russell Crowe, and it's very dated, but it's just, it's okay. Uh, oh, it's also got Rachel McAdams, but if you like sort of political thrillers, it's its exactly that. It's just a political thriller through and through. 
Uh, I've been watching a show called Shetland, which is a British crime drama. I love those British crime dramas. I think Shetland's is right up there. It's brilliant, brilliant acting, brilliant sort of like set piece. They start off with the Luther thing where like every episode's a different, like it's like a two-parter for six episodes. Every, every every two episodes is a different case. But then the second season is just one big case and the third season is just one big case as well. And they're, they're really excellent. I think they're very followed on from that Luther method. I watched that Space Force show, which... I didn't mind, but it's definitely not great. Um, it's got some very, very excellent production behind it and good, good acting, but they don't—they don't really know what they're doing just yet, which I think is fine because that guy has made The Office and Parks and Rec, and both of those didn't start great. Oh, so no. I think Space Force. Yes, exactly. So I think the second season of Space Force probably you have a lot to be excited about. What else? What else is in there? Oh, I started this show called Norseman, which is like I that's think on my Swedish list on Netflix. It's like a sitcom, but for Vikings, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. It's super like dry, not dry, but it's like oh, I don't, I don't think I've got the vocabulary to describe the humor for it. But maybe give the first episode a watch. It's on Netflix. It's really easy. But I just found it like so relaxingly funny. <laughs> like everything is just sort of off the cuff and it sounds like they're just having a conversation and everything is kind of tongue in cheek, but it's really good. Um, like in the first episode, there's this guy who is a really, really good warrior, but he doesn't have much like land or anything to his name. So the chieftain who likes him a lot is just like, oh, just go challenge this guy to a fight. And it's like this guy who's like a merchant who has, you know, a good wife and a good family, but he's not a warrior. And he's like... I don't really think this is fair, guys. I mean, I can't really fight. He can fight really well. He's just going to kill me. And I was like, yeah, but that's the way of it. He goes, fair enough. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, I started the Transformers, like, new animated thing. And I oh, think I, I think say... if you're a kid, you'd probably really like it. But um, I don't think if you have any love for Transformers from, like, an old background, it's probably not your cup of tea. I think they're trying to get in a new generation of people for it. Um, which is fine. They're they're entitled to that, you know. That's their thing. I watched that old guard movie, which is an action thing on Netflix. That's on my list to watch. Pretty pretty good action movie, you know. It's nothing spectacular. It's nothing. Sounds like nothing a Netflix ca- action movie then. Oh come on! Extraction was top shelf action. Okay, Extraction was good. I'll give you that. <laughs> Alex, that chip on your shoulder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the two things I did want to mention is there's an uh, Amazon Prime show, a movie called The Vast of Night. Uh, that's probably uh, similar, Morgan. You said there's a movie in your top 10. That's probably very close contender for the best movie I've watched this year. I've not been as captivated by a movie for a very long time. So if you get a chance, I would say go to Amazon Prime and watch The Vast of Night. It's very, very good. But uh, you probably have to pay attention. It's one of those movies where you've just got to give yourself some time to just watch it, but it's very excellent. Um, and the other thing I've watched just recently, which I do want to talk about, is Fargo, the TV show, mm. uh, which I watched the first season of Fargo, the TV show, and I wasn't, I didn't like it a lot, but seasons two and three, so the way they've done it is every season's a new cast of characters and a new story. It's completely different. So I, I started with season three, and that's got... Um, Oh shit! Let me find out. <laughs> it's just they're just, it, they're just packed with great actors. Martin Freeman, blah blah blah. blah, blah. No, I'm not going to find out. <laughs> yeah, just too many people. Anyway, here's the re- here's the recommendation. If you have any love for Coen Brothers movies, this is Coen Brothers style, just from a different person. So it's not as dark. It's not just as completely soul crushing as a Coen's brother Coen Brothers film. And it's a good show, and it's got some great action and great build-up and great drama. Um, and if you're looking for something to fill some time at the moment, I would recommend seasons two and three of Fargo because they're a good, like, ten episodes each. Each episode's about 40 minutes, and you can genuinely sit there and actually, you know, really get it into a show. Um, and because each season is its own contained story, you don't have to be crazy invested. In it. So I, I think it's top quality. Um, but those are the two things I would recommend. Out of everything I've watched, is probably The Vast of Night as a movie. And Fargo is a TV show, so that, that's mine. Mm. I also forgot to mention, Zach mentioned Australian TV shows. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll all be out on ABC iView, but at the moment it's coming out week to week is season four of Rosehaven. Um, great show. Luke McGregor, Silly Piccola. Alex, specifically, I think you should check it out because I think you'll relate a lot to Luke McGregor's character in this TV show. <laughs> 
Um, I do already, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and if you're familiar with Luke McGregor, I feel like the character is very closely modeled on him as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it just seems like a very you character, Alex. And like, I don't know if you'll take offense okay. when you watch the show. <laughs> Rosehaven. Interesting. Okay. I will have to give it a go, Morgan. I will. It's uh, all up on back. ABC iView if you want to check it out. Oh. That's a recommendation for Rake. Um, Rake has a character that is a- Alex if he's an ang- if he was angry. Who? Rake. Uh, Mr. Harry, sorry, David Potter. <laughs> if you were an angry person, that's not. A- that's that's oh. David Potter's great. He's fantastic. He's great. That is absolutely Alex if he was an angry dude. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Zach, for that. Just. Uh... <laughs> So flattering endorsement. I'll try and think of something that uh, you remind me of for next time. Don't um, tell me you thought you were Barnyard, Alex. <laughs> I did. Uh, but that's... <laughs> well, um, I think that wraps us up for this episode. Um, we may or may not be back next week for more Spooktober because, I, as I said, I'm unsure in what order these are going to come out. <laughs> so either we'll be back to normal next episode or there'll be more Spooktober to come. That's the mystery. That's spooky because we don't know what order. Ooh, Ooh spooky. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and to all, a good night. Good yeah. night. This has been a Sparky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.